0: Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney.
1: Good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel show. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, for the newer listeners, we talk a lot about health, business, and lifestyle. Right? We're all about fueling you. Uh, the regular listeners, we've been doing it for over three years, going on three and a half years, and I love. Tracking down new guest co-hosts. Now, granted, in the past year, it's gotten a little bit easier. There's all these different pod, I'm calling them pod agencies, pod agencies. We'll make that a word, a new word, but uh, they're they're sending me great great guys, great girls, uh, lots of different knowledge, entrepreneurs, authors, uh, health gurus. Uh, in this case, uh, maybe something around uh, tonight. We might be talking a little about concierge, health, fitness. I actually knew a few people in this space probably about a year ago we had on the show. Might discuss a little about healthy lifestyle, maybe some coaching. So let me give you a quick skinny on our new guest co-host tonight. Uh, this gentleman is an internationally recognized expert in the fitness and nutrition space. He's actually the founder of a brand online called MetPro. That's right, Met. Pro, it's the world's first algorithm-based, and I, you know, I love my math. Uh, algorithm-based transformation engine. We're gonna dig into that because I'm a techie guy too. But it's all about these the metabolic profiling. Uh, they analyze your mat- metabolism and actually provide an individualized approach to obtaining your health goals. And for the regular listeners, you know I love my CrossFit, and we've been discussing a lot how CrossFit's just a brand. You know, we'll talk about functional health, functional fitness, uh, functional movements. Uh, but he's actually been featured on, oh, I don't know, maybe a TEDx. Okay, I haven't done that yet. I've been asked to do it. Might have to get around to it. Uh, he also works with CrossFit athletes. He's also worked with people in the scope of Olympic athletes, NFL MBVs, physique models, business leaders, you name it. A lot going on with this gentleman, maybe uh got some exposure on men's health sports illustrated wall street journal hunt huffington post i don't know man this guy's been around the block so without further ado the met pro man himself angelo Poli. welcome to the show sir
0: hey scott thanks for having me i woke up this morning i said today's the day i get to talk to scott That's it, it's man. gonna be a good day
1: That's it. it's time to get fired <laughs> up all right so welcome by the way love the backdrop um just because I'm a marketing guy, are you using a vinyl backdrop or is that actually like wall wall vinyl? It's actually on the (laughs) wall.
0: That is a great question. The people a lot smarter than me could probably answer it, but uh, (laughs) they they threw that up not too long ago and I just, I can see the reflection. I go, that looks great. Yeah.
1: Oh, it's very sharp actually. So again, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, who are hearing this that are newer. We always post all these shows to YouTube. So if you're more of a video person, don't forget to subscribe. So anyway, you're rocking met pro, right? Obviously you like the whole pro profiling met metabolic. I get it. All right. Very good marketing. Very good verbiage. I like it. So (laughs) why, what, what got you into all this, man? I mean, the health and fitness space is huge. Mm -hmm. So it's very hard to start showing up.
0: Uh, so MetPro is, is it's just kind of the nickname that it got over over the course of years. It's short for metabolic profiling, mm-hmm. and I, I know that sounds very computerized and mathematical, and there is definitely a large component of that to it, which I'd love to talk about. But the main um, entree of what we do is we specialize in high-profile transformations. Okay, when somebody wants to work with the experts. They have real questions about their body. They don't want a cookie cutter approach. They want to know what they can realistically expect and have a breadcrumb trail of the exact action steps to get from point A to point B. Those are the people that'll reach out, um, work with us, and we love doing it. You know, as you said, we get to work with anything from the athletic world to, you know, grandparents wanting more energy to play with the kids. So, I have a blast with what I do. And it's been an interesting journey here, but I love all things related to the science of metabolism because that's the most misunderstood key of transforming in my opinion and the area that most people say they're confused in. So that's what we spend a lot of time teaching and educating about.
1: So I have to dig into this because I've been around the health and fitness space while well myself, so I know Not everybody knows this i mean well a lot of people once you dig in deep you do the self-education you meet with the experts you meet with the coaches you interview a lot of doctors a lot of biologists you know i find that a lot of people drive on the metabolism factor and this is huge this is huge so i love that i want to dig into your approach but another component of that i'm intrigued to see if you guys include this in your profiling and your research is do you guys get into the impacts of hormones and the your natural alignment for example Two key hormones, leptin and ghrelin. The what they call them, nickname them the hunger hormones, right? The ones that trigger and open up that weight loss, weight gain. And then obviously metabolism comes into all that. So I'm just wondering, is that all in your process?
0: All of it's considered. What I'm interested most in is the end result, the action steps. Okay. So there's a hundred and and even backing up a little bit more, the reason I got into educating in this space is because, like you said, it's a huge space. Oh, it's huge. There's a million and one extra It doesn't stuff. shrink. <laughs> it never shrinks. It only goes in one direction. Yeah. Um, I've seen every diet plan work, sure. which is why there's so much confusion out there. Mm-hmm. You know, you always hear, well, that doesn't work. This doesn't work. Well, I've I've dieted over the course of uh, oh man, almost two decades now. I've dieted almost 20,000 people. I have seen every single approach work for someone. The question is, which approach is the most appropriate for you today and then how do we measure and quantify and that's going to take into consideration all of these factors but I'm going to always dial in and hone in on the ones that are most Actionable. In other words, people come to me, Angelo. I've worked with specialists. I've done fitness programs. I, I know a little bit about nutrition. Here's what I want. I want to be able to, you know, bench 300 pounds. I want to be able to squat uh, one and a half or two times my body weight. I want to beat my mile record. Oh, by the way, I want to sub. Uh, I want to sub 10% body fat. Can I accomplish all these things? And the answer is yes. Sure, you can. But here's what you have to tell me which one do you want to do first? Hmm. So here starts the process of strategically identifying what our very first step is. The very first step isn't the same for everyone. So I I don't know how you want to tackle it, but I I usually talk about the five things that we look at in order to determine how we approach transformation.
1: I, I definitely want to get that, but actually let's pause real quick. Yeah. I'm intrigued to hear your feedback on something I became more passionate about. I don't like the word diet anymore. What are your thoughts on that? I
0: agree. I agree.
1: It's a short-term mindset, is it not? Yeah, that's right. It's been branded that way. The magazines have shifted it. Everything is the new fad diet, diet, diet. And I'm like, because that's what I'm hoping to hear out of you is what is going to build sustainability? What is is the lifestyle we're going to get out of this? A diet is a flash in a pan. You said every diet works? Sure. In the first 90 days, Every diet works. Yeah, especially if you came off of the fast food, manufactured, processed, garbage train. That's that it. That a lot of people come off of. Any, I could put you on a on a broccoli diet, which is gonna be really boring after. A while, but I'm like <laughs> you're, you'll probably start feeling amazing coming off of McDonald's and and processed, manufactured, uh, you know, delivery or TV dinners or whatever. So
0: so i don't i don't care much about the semantics of naming what i'm interested in is the deeper what goes into it and what we're really talking about what you're really saying is something that i'm passionate about and that is goals versus values and I'll give you a classic example we'll get somebody will reach out and say I'm getting married in three months it is my goal to be in the best shape of my life so for the next three months my job if done right is to turn those goals use them as stepping stones to broader values and the difference is a person who adopts along the way those goals as values as part of their daily living and their ongoing routine and preferences and hierarchy in life those people are going to not only reach those goals, but continue getting better and better and better over time. Sure. But what do we see? I was in the best shape of my life for my wedding, and then he or she, uh, you know, that's the best we ever were. And then it's done because it was a goal. It came, we completed it, the objective is passed, and now we move on and we haven't really adopted it. So I am right there with you. So a a really a better way of putting it, I think, is nutritional strategy. And the only way we can have strategy is figuring out how our bodies personally work and are responding. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, I I think the biggest approach there is I like like how you tie in values because, again, as we just clarified, most diets are going to work. All right. It's a short-term approach, but I like the fact that yes, goals. A lot of people haven't figured out the long-term goal yet. They need to find those initial triggers those initial first round goals. It's going to at least start building the momentum and back to your point. Like, okay, fine. We're going to get the momentum. We're going to get them to buy into it, adopt to it, make it a part of their life. And then, okay. And then we can start seeing the impacts that are going to become sustainable. And back to your keyword on your own website, you know, lifestyle coaching, right? What is that long-term approach? But I think the biggest thing psychologically that it sounds like you guys dig into. So now I want to get into those five things. Is I've coached people in business. I've coached people in health, uh, uh, ski racing. I mean, you name it. I've done a lot. Of, I've learned over the years with one thing: you have five by my like, guys. <laughs> if if you haven't deep down found the why. That makes your gut wow. hurt, makes your brain hurt, because your gut I, gut health is tied to your brain health. But anyway, it just makes you hurt. And it's like, yes, that's it. That's the burning desire. That's what fires me up. Then I, then you're wasting my time. Because when, honestly, when the shit hits the fan, because it will, when the crap gets messy, that's when people bail, mm-hmm. skip out. They haven't developed the values yet. Right. It's just like, oh, all right, oh, it got, it got too hard. Because they haven't developed that why, that mental commitment. What are your thoughts on that reason
0: behind it absolutely and i'll I'll add another factor to it one of my good friends who's also a coach um uses this illustration he says there are few there there are few or virtually no things that will motivate humans as much as seeing progress so you have to have a why and then when you put in effort You want to be met with momentum and progress. Otherwise, it's very discouraging. And I think that's really where metabolic profiling, where MetPro comes in, is a lot of people have heard from experts. They read articles. They did some research. And they start down this path. But if you've ever experienced that and not gotten all the results you expected or you had hoped for, then those are really the people I want to talk to. That's what I'm. That's the problem that I'm trying to solve: is helping to educate people to identify and understand exactly what the cause and effect when it comes to unraveling the weight loss mystery, or figuring out how to change your body composition. And this can go multiple directions. Some people, uh, some of my um, people in the entertainment field, need to look differently for different roles they have. Uh, I have a lot uh, that will do uh, reality TV and I had one gal that hired me to actually slow her metabolism because she needed to put on a little bit of weight for the adventure show she was going to be on. And so whatever your goals are, there should be a strategic approach to it. And one of the ways I really like to approach that is I I say, show me what you're doing. Tell me what you're eating. Share, Share with me your training strategy, your lifestyle strategy. And I should be able to tell you what you're trying to accomplish because if I can't, then your training and your nutrition and your whole strategy has a little bit of identity crisis. It might be all great stuff. So I'll have, um, I work with a lot of NFL players. So I'll have these guys. I mean, these guys are actually some of the best in the world.
1: Yeah, you're a pro athlete so for
0: a reason. <laughs> they're a pro athlete for a reason. Yeah. They'll ask me, um, you know, they're, they're calling me to critically evaluate their training protocol. Well, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not teaching them anything they don't know. What I'm helping them do is identify, okay, here are your stated goals. Here's what you want to accomplish. Now, if I look at your training plan, I, everything is great. I love everything that's there. Here's the problem. Of the 14 hours a week you're in training, two of those hours are directly correlated to your stated objectives and primary goals. The other 10 or 12 are auxiliary. It's not that they're not good here's the biggest value add I can bring. Let's get your hours, let's get your efforts directly lining up with your goals and that creates the magical element that we need for results and that is specificity. Hmm. Then we can force the body to adapt beyond the point that it's already at. And so that can be for high end athletes or it can be the person simply determining I need to start and lose 100 pounds, how do I lose the first five? What is my entry point? and that's what metabolic profiling is all about.
1: so Five how did things. you how did you stumble across yeah. this? I mean obviously you said you've been around the block. I know you got at least 20 years in the industry and and yep. I agree. I mean, I tell people all the time I mean your metabolism is also affected by aging. So, so you have to be prepared to recalibrate. And I just
0: lie to people and say age doesn't matter because <laughs> it's the one thing you can't control. <laughs> right, you
1: can't control the age, but I also believe, like, I, I work out with guys 50, 60 years old yeah. and they're kicking ass and taking names. That's so, right. because Absolutely. they've hit the research, they, they realize, oh, all I gotta do is recalibrate. I gotta tweak this, tweak that. It's cool, you, you're, you can't yeah. change the aging component. But a lot of yeah. people use that as an excuse.
0: Uh, well it, it can be a free fall or it can be a slow uh, a slow descent depending on how you approach it so it, it it all comes back to that specificity and approach and I talk mostly about nutrition not that nutrition is any more important than diet it's just um, the more misunderstood piece when sure. it comes to metabolism because no two people are alike so you can have two people doing the exact same meal plan exact same nutritional strategy and get, polar opposite results
1: oh i've i've had a a well-known geneticist on this show we had a, i had him take my 23andme raw data you can actually <laughs> export your raw data out of that and he does a full deep dive in your genetics he tells you exactly uh the top vitamins and mineral minerals that make sense for your genetic code as well as like the chemicals that you should be avoiding that are even more detrimental to yeah. like, your makeup and then we tie this back into the importance of Rest and recovery. Like people focus on, the, like you said, nutrition all the time and the exercise. But it's like, okay, I can't tell you how many athletes I've coached in the CrossFit space. I'm like, their rest and recovery sucks. I'm like, what do you think that's doing to your metabolism? Right.
0: Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I think
1: Absolutely. most people, especially the top athletes, well, you, you work with them. Do the top athletes nowadays have a better handle on understanding the value of something like rest and recovery, proper sleep cycles? <laughs> All that. So
0: it depends on the athlete, depends on where they're at and their season of life and their personality and what they're interested in, of course. Okay. Interestingly, though, and this may be um, skewed just by my personal experience, what I have found is that personal sports tend to, um, athletes tend to have really good coaches and they're very knowledgeable. Team sports still has a little catching up to do. Mm-hmm. Now, there are always sure. exceptions to that rule. Do
1: you feel because they're missing the individualized thing. coaching?
0: Yeah, probably. That I, I would on assume that's, I would say that that's half of it. And the other half is the, <clears throat> the kind of mentality that, you know, from high school athlete, uh, oh. athletic programs to college to, you know, the bro sciences getting handed up. So um, much bro science.
1: So much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's oh, it's, it's kind of, a ba- I mean, yes, I, and definitely. I'm guilty
1: of it, dude. Like I, mm-hmm. years ago, I was the men's health guy, dude. I mean, uh, that, that, that printing company is founded right here in Pennsylvania, about twenty minutes from where I live. And women's health, men's health, all these publications. I have friends that are editors for that company. They write bicycling magazine and everything else. And I'm like, I've
0: done some writing for them. Yep, I'm familiar. Yeah, I mean,
1: mm-hmm. I personally don't order magazines anymore. Don't. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, but eventually you know too much, or you find the right <laughs> coaches or the right people that have taken you to a whole different level, and you're like, whoa, yeah. okay, I'm done with that all that. I, I don't need that anymore. You've, you've, you've moved further down the timeline. You can work with more professional people to take it to the next level. So absolutely, uh, I, I can't remember the last time I actually opened up a, a men's health magazine, but at the time it was my, my stepping stone. Right? Sure, I didn't, yeah. I didn't know yeah. any better. I need to start wrapping my head around this stuff. That was my absolutely. first step. Like you said, you got to find people's first step. Like what's going in?
0: Let's help people do that. Let, let's see if we can get it, the light bulb moment for a few people. My goal today would be, Scott, to get people to think about uh, metabolism and their transformation process uh, a little bit differently, just have a, a new idea or maybe approach they haven't thought about before. That's what really excites me.
1: Now, is that what that excitement? Is that what went into, and actually, you know, let's go ahead and slap some screen sharing up here for the YouTube watchers. You've got an assessment on your site. Is that, that excitement kind of help you create these, these assessments that you now uh, obviously have available for people to kind of get them to start uh, getting you, their brains opened up?
0: <laughs> you know, and I didn't answer your question. You asked me earlier, how, how did we get started with this metabolic profiling? Yeah. And it was basically the the necessity that was born out of doing um, seminars and educational programs where i'd have a room full of people who would basically ask me all right angelo i've you know i've seen the athletes you work with i know the professionals what's the magic secret what do i eat how do i train and needing to teach people in a very short amount of time what they need to do. Hmm. So, I mean, it started with, you know, okay, raise your hand if, and let me separate groups, and, you know, all of these pieces that little bit at a time, it finally dawned on me, you know what, I need to have everyone that's attending my seminar fill out this little questionnaire first, and it started with just three or four questions. Um, You know, I need to know about their body type, what their previous dieting history was, how they've responded in the past, what their goals are. Because I'm trying to solve the age-old problem, Scott, of people when I ask, so tell me, are you, how do you eat? Are you?" The, and they say, yeah, you know, pretty good. Yeah,
1: they don't, I they don't, don't tell you everything right off the bat. They don't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how
0: you eat. Yeah. And, and I further don't know if how you're eating is going to produce the results that you want until I actually look at your data. Mm-hmm. So it's all about, it's all about um, looking at where someone's at, comparing it against what they're doing, nutritionally, training, et cetera, and seeing if the delta, the difference, the cleavage, the separation between the two is what we would expect mm. or not. And that is going to give us our mathematical equation. It's so that your just assessments happened.
1: So kind of helping, at least for you, because these people are probably new to you. So yep. this is at least giving you a baseline of data. It's That's like, okay, it. where, where, where's at least our bare minimum? You figured out, okay, these are at least, if you get me at least these questions answered, I could start with something.
0: The five things we absolutely have to identify are first, we need to know what your body type and goal is. That's going to massively influence our approach. Uh, Just because two people are of similar stature doesn't mean that we're going to approach it the same way. They may have very different goals. I need to know about your lifestyle. So even, even as simple as carbs role in your diet are going to be influenced by your lifestyle. You can't judge a nutritional plan exclusively on the merits of its nutrient profile. You also have to factor in its ability to be integrated into your lifestyle. Then we need to identify: are you strategic or metabolic? And that's that's basically a kind way of saying, are you someone who is at a plateau? because your metabolism has done its job and adapted to what you're currently doing and no further adaption is taking place mm-hmm. until we change something. Or your metabolism's good. It's ready, to, it's ready to roll. Your body wants to change. But behaviorally, from a lifestyle, um, you haven't been able to stay consistent enough with having a follow through with the items that you're trying to achieve to initiate change. And then the last way is Baseline testing and that's at Metpro. We happens, specialize where in where we don't have to guess what you should or shouldn't be doing anymore. Okay. We can actually identify what it is that we're, ne- we're you're going to need. We're going to know if it's good news or if it's bad news. We're going to figure out exactly what those next steps are, and finally, you know, put the nails in the coffin on the guesswork.
1: Well, I like where we're going with this because I was actually just clicking on the how it works, but I realized you have a video that automatically cues up. So at no, Metpro, we pause specialize. That. All right. So you're getting in this is and obviously if people listen to this podcast, they can go to your site, they can go click on how it works. And this kind of sums up everything you just said, right?
0: Yeah. Okay, metpro.co. Yeah. And, and you can take the test, you can learn a lot of information, even if you're just there just to look around. It's a lot of good information that again, will hopefully get you thinking a little differently challenge what you think when it comes to understanding the nuances of metabolism.
1: Okay. Now, You've been put this place in a while. Uh, by the way, I like how you you actually help clarify for people. Like, hey, your metabolism may have already recalibrated. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know, like, oh, like your your metabolism can change and it can adapt to where your new tier is. Uh, and then, like, I, I've dealt, I've helped people years ago. I helped people with some weight loss and 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 transformational goals, and they're like, well, I feel like I've kind of flatlined. Right. And I'm like, well, yeah. that's, just, that's okay because you're just, your body's catching up. Mm-hmm. And then we got to then we'll take you into that next step to break you through. So, um, and, a, and a lot of people don't realize that. They don't realize, like, oh my God, dude, you've lived that way for the past, depending on obviously how they answer your assessment. But let's say it's five years of that lifestyle and you're right. ready to change. So you think that five years of that lifestyle is going to change overnight? No.
0: Not so much. You're right, Scott. The,
1: the human biology is great at learning and adapting, and you already programmed it to do that thing that you're trying to get That's rid of. That's right. You got to break the program.
0: You you got see. You know what you're talking about. You, you've you've been through this cycle before. You've seen it with people you've worked with. Oh yeah. So when you go through that profiling assessment, what it's going to help me to do, and my team to do, is to know what baseline test we're going to start you on. So the baseline testing is key. Excuse me.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm all about hydrating. I'll join you. The vocals. <laughs>
0: there it is. What we do is we start someone. Uh, they, they onboard. They're going to talk with a dietitian, check the boxes, health, history, all that sort of thing. Then they're going to be introduced to their coach who's going to literally walk with them day in and day out on this journey. But the very first part is they're going to be assigned a fairly s- specific meal plan that I'm gonna ask someone to follow for just a few days. And this meal plan is not about producing weight loss or weight gain, it's a parsing, it's a measuring agent to see exactly how your body responds. So it's, it's highly calculated and it has the unique attribute of being measured and I've had thousands and thousands of other people of your age, body type, goals before you eat bite for bite this exact same meal plan. Hmm. So now I can compare how you respond against your history, how you've previously, previously responded. And I can also compare how you've responded against thousands of others. And I can tell you definitively on average, if your metabolic rate is running on the faster side or on the slower side, and I can't promise you good news, what I can promise you is accurate news. And once I have that, now I can help build a strategic approach because there's a finite amount of levers. In other words, there's not a million ways to lose weight or change your
1: body. No, it's there, not there rocket are, science. Everybody thinks it is. But I mean, what, you said there's a finite amount of levers. Once you figure out the right ones, that's to flip, it.
0: Those are the ones we use. The question is which one first, in what order, and to what degree. Mm -hmm. So speaking nutritionally, the two grandfather, and this is an oversimplification, of course, for the the gurus out there. The two (laughs) grandfather techniques are calorie control and carbohydrate restriction.
1: I can't stand calorie, the old calorie in calorie out method. Yeah. I can't stand it, man. because oh, I, yeah, I, I get—I didn't, didn't know any better years ago. I get it. Yeah. But
0: there C- are Cico, people. SECO that...
1: was a thing of the past. I like how you actually start off by saying, what do you call it, the grandfather method or whatever it was? Two, like...
0: two grandfather approaches. Yeah, old
1: school, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but,
0: but there are uh, undeniably, I mean, Weight Watchers, I mean, we can go on and on and on. These are approaches that um, hundreds and hundreds of time tested programs, whether like the result or like the approach are implementing. So what do we implement? So we're gonna figure out what area your body has the most proclivity towards, responds the best towards, and we're gonna push into that direction. So what should we, where should we start at calorically? Should we reduce our amount of food, our food quantities, or should we manipulate carbohydrates? So, a lot of people love carbohydrate manipulation. I do too. A lot of times, I don't let someone immediately eliminate a lot of carbohydrates. And you know why? Because they don't need to yet. Well, I can also, get the first 15 pounds off of them.
1: And depending on what they've done, or their, again, their lifestyle up to that where point, where they're coming from. Everybody's, and again, I'm a big ketogenic guy, but not everybody's ready for that. Yep. But my like, guys, everybody goes through the keto flu or the it long story short it's your brain freaking out because you removed all that sugar load that was being hammering it and it's just you give it like two three days and you're gone but again where's that person at they might not be psychologically even ready to even though your game plan might say actually you are but it's like people are going to fight it too i'm sure you have clients who fight the process
0: And sometimes I like to keep a, a card up my sleeve to still play. Hmm. So I'll, I'll give you a classic example. I, I've worked with a few people that were on The Biggest Loser um, after the fact to repair their metabolism. So I, I don't yeah. get the easy cases. That show God, messes I, people
1: I, up, dude. Yeah. So, I interviewed but I, a guy I from I know of, of the, oh, Yeah. He said, he's like, oh, yeah, he's like, they they screw it all up. <laughs>
0: But I know some of the coaches from, from the show and some of the trainers on the show, and these are good people with good intentions to help people they, yeah. they want to see, they want the best for their clients. Yeah. Uh, but th- the thing that happens is from a metabolism standpoint, you can't take somebody and ram, you know, six hours a day of exercise and Massive caloric restriction, very super low food intake, without a metabolic consequence.
1: Well, yeah, because what you're talking about here is uh, this is this was a question I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you, and Get you can me. finish this th- thought or, mm-hmm. or go ahead and answer it right now. What yeah. your thoughts are on the term "you're metabolically broken"? A lot of people don't realize that. They and this is something I just started learning in the past couple of years. It's like I never thought about it at that level, but some people are literally that bad. They've been metabolically broken by past diets or a TV show like that or whatever. I want to
0: challenge how you think about that. So yeah. broken, not broken is really a state of what your body's used to. So I'll give you an example. Okay. So think of this as an experiment, but just a, a mind experiment. We're gonna take a hundred people and we're gonna strand them on a deserted island. Oh like we're gonna give Survivor. them rations. Right? <laughs> we're gonna give them rations. Yeah. Uh th- pick a number. How many calories a day? 1,500, 2,000, it doesn't matter, pick a number.
1: If you want malnourished, we'll go go 1,000. I mean, 1,000
0: calories a day, yeah. perfect. That that will help illustrate this well.
1: Yeah, round number. Now,
0: on this island, our skinny people, our fat people, our men, our women, our young people, our old people, everything. Mm-hmm. We're going to give them all 1,000 calories a day. We pick them up a year later. Every single person that comes off that island, their new metabolic rate is 1000 calories a day. They are burning exactly what they're taking in or they don't come off the island. Interesting. That's how the metabolism works. Every year I'll do, when I do seminars, I'll always pick somebody out of the crowd and I'll say, okay, Julie here in the front row, um, you know, Julie, uh, how much do you weigh? And she says, I weigh 130 pounds. I say, okay, Julie, what would happen if we change nothing about your diet except one thing. We had a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream every night before you go to bed, a thousand calories of ice cream. And she laughs and she usually says, well, I'd be happy because I'd be eating ice cream every night. I said, but joking aside, what would happen? Well, I'd gain weight, granted. How much weight, Julie? And she'll think about it and she'll usually say, how much in 30 days would you gain? And she'll almost invariably, she'll tell me, oh, maybe five, eight pounds, say, okay. How much weight would you gain in a year if you just kept eating a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream every night? She'll think about it, and almost invariably, she'll say 15 to 20 pounds. And what I tell her is, you know what? I know you're not a metabolic expert or a diet guru. This is what I do, and I'm telling you, you're right. You're intuitively right about how your body would respond. Except for everything you just said is 100% against what, how we understand the metabolism from a scientific and mathematical equation. Mm-hmm. See, because 1,000 calories a night, 7,000 calories a day, 3,500 calories in a pound of fat, you should gain two pounds a week, 52 weeks in a year. You should gain 104 pounds. Hey, anybody in this room, raise your hand if you think Julie's gaining 104 pounds right. and there's not a single taker. Why? Because our metabolism adapts, has to adapt in order to keep us alive to increases and decreases in what we eat so frustratingly and misunderstood is the fact that when we eat more you will gain some weight but eventually you'll plateau and your body will stop or dramatically slow the weight gain by raising your metabolic rate and when you eat less guess what The exact same thing happens, which is why it always seems like diets work better the first time, nutritional plans work better the first time, exercise works better the first time, second or third rounds at it, it's slower, it's not always the same way. And once we drop a few pounds, it's like my body gets used to it and doesn't let me give any more weight. There's actually a way to identify when a person's body is ready to go into what in the bodybuilding world is considered a cutting cycle and when somebody by default mathematically needs to go into a metabolic upregulating cycle if we track someone's response and we know what they're eating how they're training we can actually map out and someone can say to me all right i want to lose 25 pounds by this date and i can say all right you're going to lose 16 pounds by that date and here's why and here's how we get to 25 after that mm-hmm. and full circle back to the biggest loser clients so i'm working with these people and Some of them lost a tremendous amount of weight, except the way they did it, now their metabolism is running so slow. So instead of losing 100 pounds in one shot, what they needed to do is they needed to decrease their intake enough, decrease their carbs or whatever tool we're using to trigger that adaptive response enough to lose, okay, 20, 25 pounds, and then stop pause, give their body a little bit of time for metabolic upregulation where the metabolism can breathe again, mm-hmm. then go back, lose another 20, 25 pounds, rinse and repeat. The problem with that, Scott, it's terrible TV.
1: Yeah, That's Very not
0: interesting TV. to watch.
1: No, you are gonna cut all that out and then only put in the stuff that has drama centered around it to keep you watching. And then you don't realize how they did it And they don't give you the truth of what that is coming out of. That's why I can't stand the negative news networks, and I and I can't stand reality TV because people get excited when they see this. They're like, "Oh my God, I know somebody who could benefit from that show," and then you find out, you know, months after that show, these people have fallen back, you know, gain all that weight back because they didn't they didn't they didn't teach their body anything sustainable, and they didn't learn anything sustainable. Uh, Because to your point, people want everything now. To your point, it's like no, like let's let's baby step our way through this. Let's let the body, the human biology is a powerful thing. It'll catch up. It'll adapt. Just give it enough time to do so.
0: <laughs> and I'll, I, here's all my secrets. I'm gonna teach you all my secrets right here. Here's how we metabolically upregulate someone. Not everybody has to start with this. A lot of people say to me, Angela, I want to lose 40 pounds. And I say, okay, looking at your profile, looking at your baseline testing results, I'm going to be able to get about 20 to 25 off in our first cycle and then the rest, the second or third cycle. And here's how we upregulate someone when they reach that point where metabolically they're at homeostasis, they're not going to lose anymore. Uh, and this is a trick that I use, and now I'll throw out some names that you know: uh, Rob Orlando, Ben Bergeron, a host of top ten CrossFitters that I've gotten to work with. Bergeron metabolic got a good program. Yeah. Oh, he's amazing! I've worked a lot of coaches as coaches. Yeah. He is fabulous. Um, so, for a lot of these guys in athletics, they're trying to upregulate their body to be able to push more fuel through them. They can recover faster. All the benefits that go along with that. So working with these guys or working with someone with a broken metabolism, here's what I say, all right, Bobby, tomorrow, you're going to add that extra, you know, piece of chicken or that extra turkey burger or that extra slice of avocado or that extra half apple to your diet, like like we talked about, and then call me the day after. So he calls me the day after, like, what happened? Nothing happened. Perfect. We're going to add another half apple. You're going to add a quarter of banana. You're going to add whatever. Call me tomorrow. And then eventually, after four, five, six days, he calls me. He says, well, I gained a pound back. You just just took 40 pounds off of me, and now now I'm gaining a pound back. I said, perfect. Here's what you're going to do, Bobby. Tomorrow, you're going to go and burn that pound off. Now, here's the catch. You cannot eat a bite less food. You can eat everything I've told you to eat, every last bite. What you can do is you can do an extra session in the gym. You can spend an extra 15 minutes in your cardio workout. You can do a few more reps at your wad for the day. That you can do. And you know what? He comes back to the next day. And if I said, go burn 15 pounds off with exercise, he'd say, go jump off a bridge. Mm-hmm. But instead, he goes, one pound, I can do one pound. I got this. I got this. Sure. He comes back. He calls me up next day. Hey, Angelo, I did it. He's out of breath. Whew, that was tough, but I burned off that pound like you told me. Now what? I'll tell you what. Tomorrow, you're going to eat another half apple, another slice of avocado, another piece of jerky, another piece. And we're going to repeat that until you gain that pound back. And I'm going to make him gain and lose that same one to two pounds over and over again for anywhere for three to five weeks. And guess what we've just done? And reprogrammed we've Bingo. And now I have leverage Leverage is the all-important component. That's why people come to me every year at bodybuilding conventions. They say, "Aunt Mr. Poli, because I take some competitors, whether it's physique or bikini or even bodybuilding, to and, and put them on stage each year. I've done that for a number of years. And that doesn't represent my average client. But every year, someone will come up to me. will say the same thing. Mr. Poli, your athletes look great. What do you have them eating? I give the same tongue-in-cheek answer, you know, boiled chicken, broccoli, mm. And then I wait for it. Classic bodybuilding diet. Yeah. Classic bodybuilding diet. Would I look like that if I ate boiled chicken and broccoli? Nope. You wouldn't. Now, here's why because we know we wouldn't, but why, really scientifically, why? Well, the reason is because there's nothing magical about boiled chicken and broccoli that causes someone to lose weight. Rather, it's the six months of upregulating their metabolism as they increased from 3,000 calories to 35 to 4 to 5,000 calories while they conditioned their body and built muscle and put more mass on, forced that metabolic rate towed up 60 miles an hour. Then after eating 4,000, 5,000 calories a day in a bulking cycle, they cut to 2,200 calories of boiled chicken and broccoli, the body fat incinerates off of them. Why? Because the body takes it, it goes after it. Bingo. Contrast, leverage, weight loss. And here's the big secret that I've been shouting from the rooftops. Weight loss is not per se what you eat or how you exercise, but rather what happens when there's enough contrast between what your body is used to and what you change it to. And then what you get is a little bit of time. Because your metabolism, whatever you change it to, is going to adapt to to keep you alive. The amount of time it takes for your metabolism to reacclimate up or down is the amount of time that you will either gain or lose weight for. That's how the body works in changing and fluctuating body composition.
1: I think I think another important component here, which you you hinted earlier in the show, obviously nutrition, you know. You know what of course. is going in and what is yes. going out. Uh, because Absolutely. Uh, because part of that waking I, I hinted at earlier there's two key hormones that are influenced and are tied into your metabolism it's is the leptin and ghrelin and leptin and ghrelin one tells you you're satiated one tells you you're not but if you're on a like all carb loaded like white potatoes and, and bread and crap the, first of all the nutrient density of that is awful like you already you already dropped some nice things broccoli nice rich uh, vegetable uh, avocados Oh my God. Mother nature's answer to healthy fats. I mean, just mm-hmm. the most, one of the most powerful products out of eggs, you know, it's just, Oh my God. I, I buy eggs by like six dozen at a time. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so I, I sit down and I eat six egg omelets and people are like, how do you do that? And I was like, well, because I've programmed myself to do that and I enjoy it. So, yeah. um, but I mean back, and- back to your point, like earlier this year, I, had, I cut. I had to reprogram my body because I was CrossFit, 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 and I'm always been a cyclist. But then I, I, uh, I had accidentally collapsed a lung in January, Ooh. and um, good times. Uh, lung surgery, yada yada yada, and then I set the goal in the hospital bed. I was like, you know, this is my year to make the lungs strong for because I've always been more of an endurance athlete. So I was like, it's time to get hardcore back into the biking. So I set a goal. That in June, I was going nice. to try my first 100-mile mountain biking race. Not road biking, mountain biking. Uh, and <laughs> I do both, but I've never done that distance on a mountain bike. So I have to reprogram my body. I, I set the game plan in January. So I, for six months, I was changing my normal fitness programming, changing my my dietary practices. Again, not following your programs, but... I I've been doing this long sure. enough. I know how to reprogram myself. So because people think, oh Scott, you must have great genetics. Cause I'm six foot four right now. I'm at one ninety, building back to one ninety five. And I used to take about two to three months to do that. And people are like it's only five pounds. I'm like, again, I'm not following your protocols. I'm like, I want it to be sustainable and I want it to be good. <laughs> like you I'm have not rushing, I'm, I'm not rushing into it. Yeah. Uh, and I want my strength because I'm 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 increasing back into my CrossFit cycle for the winter. That a boy. So. Uh, so a
0: lot of people ask this because they want to know, well, Angelo, is MetPro, is it high-carb, low-carb, is it gluten-free, is it dairy-free, is it vegan, is it vegetarian? Uh, so, so just so that all, all the listeners understand, um, we we actually go right down the middle. We're diet agnostic from – we let each – That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. I figured yeah. that. So what I'm going to do You're is – You're not a, a nutrition, nutrition
1: software
0: coach. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, You know, someone can ask what's healthy and what's not. That is super relevant, super important. Um, You don't need to hire me for that. There's lots of good information out there. You should know that, uh, you know, uh, 3,000 calories of Oreos is not going to react in the body the same way as, et cetera, et cetera. You're you're
1: thrashing (laughs) your gut bacteria right there.
0: (laughs) So this is where technology comes in. So um, innovations, and as tech has caught up, I've been like a, a kid in a candy store. I've been helping people transform for two decades in the industry, uh, but it used to literally be writing it out or giving people a list. Remember the old Bill Phillips body for life where you, okay, pick from column A, column B. So, I mean, for years I've been taking this approach. Now I have the ability to make what what I kind of coined the term kind of micro adjustments to someone's diet where I'm just adjusting 15 grams one way or the other in each macronutrient on every few days. That's technology's role where I can say, okay, you've been at this weight for this long and this is your intake. I'm going to adjust downward your carbohydrate intake by 20 grams. We're going to spread it across three of your five meals or whatever we're doing Mm -hmm. at the time. And it's going to show up and you got it right there on your phone. And all you have to do is for lunch, I choose um, here's the protein I want. Here's the, the carbohydrate I want. Here's the vegetable I want. Here's the fat that I want. And it will do all the calculations for you and tell you exactly what, how much of each of those macronutrients to eat in line with what your coach, what I have pushed to you so that you're always within the guardrails. But you can choose whether you want red meat or chicken or fish or vegan protein powder or tofu or cottage cheese. You can choose whether you want this carbohydrate or that carbohydrate, but we educate on them. Cool. But what you won't find is any processed foods. You won't find any, because people say, well, I don't, I, you know, I, I don't see a pizza <laughs> on this, right? I don't see packaged foods. I don't see, no, no, no. If your great grandparents could get it, yeah. it's on the list.
1: Yeah. I mean, supplements aside, th- those are important depending on people. Oh, don't nutrition. even open that can. We got another thing. hour. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole different podcast, but it's like, yeah, if you had to Establish a baseline. Yeah, don't overcomplicate it. Start with the whole program, literally whole foods. Don't, I mean everything. Do the classic oh, stick on the perimeter of the grocery store. All that stuff. Yeah. Stick to the whole, and then you That's got a baseline it. to go off, of, and it's not rocket science. Uh, but yeah, everything is manufactured now, you got to complicate everything because you don't know what's all in there. So, and they're really good at hiding what's all in there.
0: Oh yeah. There's so many. Yeah. I mean, we we keep another whole podcast on that. Another (laughs) whole podcast. So speaking of baseline testing, one of the things some, most people are surprised at is when it comes to exercise during baseline testing time period. So for those, um, methodically minded out there and calculated, how do we actually get a good baseline? Well, the key is you don't change your activity level. Mm -hmm. So if you're sedentary while I baseline test, you don't start exercising. Was I got I got Johnny here. It's like Angelo, I did it. I ate everything you told me. I followed this baseline. I lost five pounds in four days. I'm like, well, well, Johnny, I see that you ran ten miles over the last week. You you usually run in the mornings. He goes, no, it's first time. I'm like, that's great. I'm thrilled. Good job. Of course, we have to do the baseline test You've over skewed again. The yeah. You've skewed the data. Yeah, you skewed the data. Yeah, I need that data.
1: Well, it, that's a very good point. I think a lot of people underestimate that. Is Again, you got all this data you're gonna try and cross-reference them into, into your algorithm. And it's like, guys, like I can't have it completely different. It's gotta be where you're at today, and then we can do that. Because yes, it's, I tell you all the time, if you've gone from manufactured crap to clean eating in the first week or two, you are going to feel an energy boost. You're going to want to go work out for the most part. That's right. Depending that, on absolutely. your metabolism is. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah. When you get rid of those outliers and, Ugh. and we help people with lists of because, so that, that aside, there are a few things humans enjoy more than good food and beverage, but that doesn't mean that it has to be an indulgence every day or every meal. And it doesn't mean that it has to be a cheat meal has to be a dare either. Mm So how do I know what's uh, you know merely acceptable versus going to be destruction for my pro- progress? Yeah. Well, we have education built in to help you identify. For example, not all alcohols are created equal. Some are merely unhelpful. Others will destroy your efforts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> know which is which, um, and on and on and on. So those, these are all parts of the equation. But I want I want if it's all right with you, I want to touch just briefly on the. Fifth item, which is the psychological profile.
1: Oh, I'm because all about mindset on this show. You're fine with that. We so got a couple huge. minutes and then we'll have to yeah. close it out. But yeah, it's I love, I'm all about mindset. Oh, people underestimate so, it.
0: At MetPro, we're, we're concierge. So people ask, um, you know, we're not the, you know, $49 online coach. No, this is, you know, you've seen our clients when you watched NBC and Fox last week. These are the people we work with. Um, We will charge you for the program, but we're going to give you an education that you can take the rest of your life. We have more doctors than any other demographic. Why? Because they're interested in learning and learning from data. So it would be remiss to call ourselves concierge transformation program if we didn't include a psychological component. So without getting into gory details, we need to identify if you're the type of person that works the best, with your team working with you is um, supportive, cheerleaders, giving you that accountability and that nudge, but giving you support along the way. If you're the type of person that likes that, but what they really needs to, need to know is the why. In other words, I'll do what you tell me, but explain the science, Angelo. Yeah. Why are you having me eat this? How come I'm having a, um, a fruit and a carb with my snack and not with my lunch? Why are you doing this, that, or the other thing? for example. And once they understand the why, the education behind it, they're all in. And then finally, there's the psychological mindset where they want to know why, they want the support and the accountability, but really they need a challenge. If it's not put on the calendar, if, it's, if they're not invited to rise to the challenge, it's not going to really move them. Yeah. So we have to figure out, and guess what? People say, well, I'm this way, I'm that way. You're all of those. Everyone is all of those things in different seasons, and different circumstances, but most people will have a leaning. And so what we'll do is we'll match up. We don't have 300 coaches. We're not a matchmaker. All of our coaches are in one building. We have weekly meetings we're, we're doing a round table talking about here's a challenge that so-and-so is having nutritionally or with training. And these are all experts in different fields coming together sharing a passion for data and strategy to solve your problems we get together and we figure out okay what is the mathematical equation that this person needs now what is the psychological motivation and how do we achieve that how do we help this person to that it's good that's the fun part
1: no i, I, I tell me that all the time too like we are some people need more support me i'm yeah. pretty independent I, I i set i set goals and all of a sudden i start training for them that's that is sometimes, and you, oh, you are right though. Depending on where I'm at, I uh, like I'm finishing my first book. I have an accountability partner from an authors group on that. I don't really, I don't have an accountability partner for my workouts, but for that psychologically, I needed a bit of a teammate thing just to help push it I did that, the
0: same you know? thing yeah. when I wrote my book. Ironically, I hired one of my friends who was a writer for Men's Health at the time to train me and keep me accountable. There you go. Whew, writing a book's hard. Dude, well
1: done. This author thing, man, it's messed up. I mean, I'm in, I'm in the editing phase now, but I'm like, "Dear," and that's actually nice. the editing's worse. I thought the writing would be bad, right? Oh, it was no. nothing. It's the nothing. editing.
0: <laughs> oh, man. You got it. That's right. Oh, man. Well, Scott, I, we I'm, got we have to do a round two of this. This was too good. It was. It was.
1: I knew it would. I, I'm, I'm a health and fitness nut. I love talking about business and entrepreneurship, too. But it's like, dude, people don't understand. Your healthy lifestyle fuels the business, the entrepreneurship, your career, whatever you got. It's all intertwined. So I'm glad, that, I'm glad I hear that you guys are working on the mindset component too, because I, back, back to my earlier point in the show on the why. Like guys, like, yeah. you know, the stuff's gonna hit the fan. You, you better That's have right. your mindset dialed in or at least have a community if you need that to keep you going with the mindset. So
0: We have a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of guys and gals in their, in their mid to late 40s, into their 50s and beyond mm-hmm. that are successful careers. And they call me up saying, you know what's important to me now? is my health. Yeah. I want fitness. I want health. How much better, you know, and it comes back to the old adage of the, the ounce of prevention is worth the pound of cure. If if you recognize this is an area that, that you can improve in, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, all of my business entrepreneurs, all of my uh, people that uh, attack their career with passion and they will all tell you they are more profitable, they are more pro- productive, they feel better about all areas of their life when they respect themselves and take care of their health their fitness
1: and other it it works i can't tell you being i've seen people get healthier and fit time and time again they start succeeding more making more money it's all intertwined yes you know people take you more seriously in the professional space people open their doors to you in the professional space Uh, i I was a sales professional for many years and still consult and still do it and i'm like Trust me, I've closed a lot of business. <laughs> so, but that's but because I have people like, dude, how, why are you so fired up and energized all the time? And I'm like, healthy lifestyle. That's it. Yeah, my my, it. my fire is always burning, man. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> well, listen, I always have my guest co-hosts help close out the show, and Uh-oh. this actually is not an. Op- this is not the. This is not when like because we're gonna have everything linked on the b- the blog show notes. Nice. We're gonna have all the stuff in, in, on liveatfield.com. That's fine, we got you covered, cross-functional marketing, SEO, all that stuff. This is my uh, question to my, all my guest Goes. it's kind of like more of a legacy related message, like what are some like final words you wanna leave behind to people hearing this? Like, hey man, you know, yeah, Angela's got a great company, and MetPro's awesome, but why, like what are some final words, man? Like what, what is your big picture message you're trying to put uh, out there to the world, you know?
0: Challenge what you know. There's, there's always the next, keep learning. Um, at, at its core, there's there's nothing that that frustrates me more than when we're, uh, we are referred to as a weight loss company. Yes, mm. and 85% of our clients are the 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 reference that you made, broken metabolism. Yeah. Those who those that's exactly who we work with. But that's not what lit my fire and got me into this. I'm an edu- I'm passionate about education. So. If you can learn more about how your body responds, you have the ability to accomplish things, strategies, techniques that can go with you a lifetime. So never stop learning.
1: I tell you all the time that old adage of, uh, you know, knowledge is power. I'm like, no, it's not. Anybody can acquire the knowledge. Are you going to execute on it? But more importantly, are you going to get yourself into a training environment that allows you to execute on it more effectively? And then like you and myself, you eventually start learning so much stuff that part of that legacy message is like, okay, well, uh, uh, I had a great mentor of mine. He's like, Scott, he's like, you're a knowledge guy. Love it. But he's like, eventually you're going to reach a point where you know enough about a subject. It's time to start passing it on. He's like, that legacy, that is what builds wisdom. It's like, if you acquire all the knowledge, you don't pass it on to anybody or help anybody with it. What's the point? like there, right. there's no that's that that's a definition that he like drilled into my head when it comes to wisdom so i, I love the fact that you hit on that that's nice so well done <laughs>
0: <laughs> scott this has been great
1: it has been great so listen hang tight when give a proper goodbye off the air ladies and gentlemen that is angelo okay the founder of metpro we already shared the site again metpro.co everything's gonna be you know on the show notes i'm gonna share one more time for the video feed Uh, Again, concierge nutrition, fitness, lifestyle coaching. We geeked out a lot today about metabolism. Um, If you need to geek out more, just go talk to those guys because that's what they do. (laughs) But again, ladies and gentlemen, we're here to fuel your health, your business, and your lifestyle. And Angela definitely helped us do that today. So thanks for tuning in. And remember, you too can live the fuel. And we'll talk to you guys again soon.
0: Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you
1: too can Live the Fuel. So please visit us at LiveTheFuel.com.